Hiya, howdy, salutations, and welcome to the Harlots of History podcast. This is the show for the curious listener, the raunchy feminist, the sex-positive comic, co-hosted by us, your resident amateur historians who love a side of sexy with their history. Listen as we chat and lecture each other on infamous mistresses, lovers, sex workers, courtesans, madams, vamps, sirens, scam artists, and of course, harlots. I'm Emily. And I'm Kara Mia. So go grab your salty snacks and a fizzy drink of your choice. Sit back and be entertained. We fully endorse this show to assist you, listener, as a procrastinator. This show also contains alcohol, some colorful language, and sexual content and is not appropriate for those under 18. Sorry, not sorry to our children and pets. Hello. Hello! <laughs> Hi and welcome! <laughs> welcome to our fifth mini-sode. Let's stop counting. I don't know anymore. But it's like, we're. I'm so excited that we we decided a couple weeks ago that we were going to start mini-sodes. And we have been just That's, churning them out. My dog's barking out there. It's 10 p.m. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know. She's, she's a monster. Uh, I know. We have been churning them out. I was like, yeah, we can I, churn these out better than we can churn butter. <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> I've literally just been eating buttery cheese like on the end of a knife for like the last half an hour. Oh, I'm Emily. Oh, and I'm Karamia. It's not important what we do, only yeah, that we're best do. friends. <laughs> we are best friends and we live in different states. But since we started this podcast, we basically, I think we communicate almost more than we did when we like live together. Right? Like we talk all the time and it's amazing. We're in constant contact. I know. We, Matt and I were just talking about that. He's like, I feel like you and Karamia have like gotten way, way closer even than you already were. There's this, this pandemic brought us so close together and I love it. I know I do too. Cause like, you know, it was really hard when I moved away. It's been almost a year. Oh my God. I can't believe that. And then now we we're literally always talking. Like if I don't and then we, so like we also day, see each other all the time. I know all the time and drink together. So it's like. Yeah, we we drink together more often now that we live five states away than we did when we lived twenty minutes, right? forty and minutes away from each other. We save so much money. <laughs> I know. Yeah, all I have to do is like stumble to my bed at the end of the night instead of calling an Uber. <laughs> Although okay. I have to say, since I've been back in school, real quick, and then we'll get started. Yeah, please. Um, our Facetimes are like the worst thing for my school because last last Wednesday after we did an episode. I, I was like, I have to, I have to read this. I was reading about genetics and I was reading in my closet and I ended up taking a three hour nap in the middle of the day, like at 10 a.m. <laughs> I was like, I was so hungover. I was like, I cannot, I cannot hang. Like see this, this mom knows how to rebound in the morning. Oh, yeah, I know. Good job. Okay. I can, fun- I can function on four hours and I'm good. I have been functioning on four hours a lot lately since I've started working again, and I am not good. I've had like four sleep-deprived mental breakdowns already. <laughs> okay, mini-sode. Mini-sode, and it is a... Ooh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know so, what I do after this. This mini-sode 
is I know we say this about every single one we do, but like this is one of the most, I love this person that I've, I, I knew who she was. And my research just caused me to fall in love with her and sent me on so many rabbit holes that were delightful. I got to watch so much old footage. That was so much fun, right? So we are talking about Vampira. I literally have no idea. You were trying to tell me earlier, and I was like, I, is she a vampire? I don't know. No. So, so before there was Elvira or Elvira, there was Vampira, and she was the OG glamour ghoul. Oh, I don't know. Okay. All right. I know nothing. So I fell in love with this woman because of her macabre fashion sense, her panache, and also her being Finnish American made her feel like she was my sister. If anyone doesn't know, I'm like, I'm like 75% Finnish, Scandinavian, Karelian, sweet, like Swedish, all the, all the Northern Europeans. I'm like, I think I have to look her up so I know who you're talking about. Yeah, please. You have to look her up. I'm sorry. I didn't send a photo. Yeah. Just Vampira. It's like vampire with IRA. Oh gosh. She's Vampira. No, not vampire. But don't, I have a whole description of like, I just need to know what she looks like. Oh, beautiful. (gasps) Oh my goodness! Beautiful, right? Oh my god! Wait, is she no? Was she She's, in the Adams family? No, no. But she. she, like she we'll get, we'll get into that. But yes. Oh my god! Okay, yeah, she's amazing. I love her. Oh, okay. All right. 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 Okay. Can you see? Why I was Everyone, pause out? and go. Go, go look and see who Vampira is. And there's also some her intro. There's like one full episode on YouTube and a bunch of the show like the variety shows she interviewed on they are on youtube and they are really really amazing they're so funny like a poster of her in my house now you do and you're after (laughs) i tell you about her you're gonna even want it more okay so the theme song to the vampira show was uranus by the composer gustav holtz which is a personal favorite as opposed to all the other corporate music that was played at the beginning of every tv show in the 50s and it premiered on Saturday nights at 11 p.m. The opening to her show was a dark room filled with smoke. Vampira emerges in a beautiful black dress that shows her shoulders and cleavage. It cinches at the waist with wide bat-like edge sleeves. She glides toward the camera. She has black hair that is separated in the middle and is curled and combed out over her sharp cheekbones. And her iconic eyebrows are like incredibly dark and arched. Her fingernails are three inches long and painted red. She lets out a blood-curdling scream, then a sexy giggle, and says, <laughs> Screaming relaxes me so. <laughs> I was joking. That was her intro, right? The, oh, my God. And then she sits on her... I'm going to say that to Matt next time I like have a breakdown. <laughs> right? He's like, why are you yelling? And like Screaming her shriek... Her shriek is, it's like so perfect. It's so perfect. And then she sits on her Victorian couch that is decorated with skulls. And her her face is like lit up from down below. And just like the way her face is shaped, it's so perfect. And you ready for this? While drinking a Vampira cocktail, which is one jigger formaldehyde, two jiggers of vulture blood over dry ice, garnished with a glass eye from her poison bar. (laughs) 
God, I want a poison bar. Right? And she, she smokes a cigarette. But like with not poison. Right, exactly. No, no, no. <laughs> um, and then she sometimes will smoke a cigarette, which she lights from a candlestick, and she'll introduce a spooky movie for the evening. She even sometimes would speak to ghosts that no one could see or stroked her pet spider Rolo or bathed in her boiling cauldron. Oh, my God. You're doing a really good job of describing this, by the way. I can, like, see this. (laughs) And, like, her seductive voice. Oh, my gosh. I can listen to her voice, like, all day. Um, So her birthplace is disputed. I guess I should say her real name. Sorry. Vampira is just so perfect. So her Vampira's real name is Myla Nurmi. Nurmi. She's Finnish. Myla Nurmi. Um, so, Ooh. right? <laughs> Sorry, it's like it's like she's my cousin. Sorry, I was like so ready. I was so ready for this episode. So maybe she's yeah, maybe she's your aunt. She our great aunt. Here's to hoping. Here's to hoping. So her birthplace is disputed whether it is Finland or Massachusetts. She was born to a Finnish immigrant and a Finnish American in 1922, and then she actually grew up in Astoria, Oregon, and graduated oh. from Astoria High School. She was a goonie. <laughs> <laughs> she started her episodes with "Hey, you guys." She was. She was. She was. She became mean mod or mad mod or whatever. Big mod. Wait, she's a. She never dies. She's right. a goonie. <laughs> she's goonie never dies. Okay. So then, um, Myla Nurmi moved to LA and tried to make it big. She played small roles in film and on the stage. She worked up as a pinup model and a hat check girl. She even modeled for Man Ray which I thought was really, really cool. Um, she dabbled in the spooky, reportedly performing a skeleton striptease in a coffin. Oh, my God. And That's amazing. She was fired by Mae West from a production oh. because she upstaged Mae West. It's amazing. I love her. So awesome. So then, of course... Her name's Myla Nurmi, but I'm calling her Vampira because that's what she's... That's her name. That's her name, right? So she was actually the first horror host, and she started the whole genre of horror hosting. Everyone's reaction in L.A. was, you have got to see this. Vampira influenced Elvira, Morticia, to name a few. Her show ran just for under a year in April 1954 to April 1955, and it was you were not able to see it if you were outside Los Angeles. Oh. She shocked LA. Her shows were so unlike any of the other bland TV shows at the time, and her puns, wittiness, and comedic timing are perfect. Her puns, her puns are so amazing. I love her. I saw her at this, like, variety show, and she lays on this couch, and she's like, do you mind if I smoke? And they're like, no, of course, go ahead. And her couch starts smoking. I was going to say, it's fire set. (laughs) It's so perfect. And like huge stars that lived in LA and around LA at the time loved her. Despite firing her once before, Mae West reportedly once sent her over Swedish meatballs after a show. (laughs) And I was like, Swedish meatballs meatballs are not Finnish, Mae West. But I mean, who who of us would turn down Swedish meatballs? I love Swedish meatballs. I wish I had someone chauffeur me over Swedish meatballs. She created the first version of this character for an annual Hollywood costume ball for which she beat out 2,000 other attendees for best costume. She based her first version of Vampire off the New York cartoons of Charles Adams that the Adams family were later based on. 
And oh, these, that's cool. Adam, these uh, cartoons of Charles Adams featured a nameless ghoul woman who would later become Morticia. Okay, I was going to say, she looks like Morticia. Gotcha. Right, like, so she, but, you know, this version that she made for this costume ball, of course, like, Morticia has a flat chest, very deadpan, very, very, very pale, like, very Not much sexy, more, yeah. very much more dead than, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so she created this costume for only $3.67. When How much is that? I don't, like, I don't know. I was like, it's probably like, even if it was like $100 today, I'm just so, like. Yeah, $100 to launch your entire out career. Everyone else at a, co- like, can you imagine going to like Heidi Klum's costume Hollywood party? And, and everything you got was from the dollar store. <laughs> and like, while she's having like leading prosthetics people, like, you know, whatever. We all yeah. know what she does. Sorry. We all know what she does. <laughs> So then when Hunt Stromberg Jr., a Hollywood producer, saw her, he could not get her out of his mind. When he started to look for her, he asked designer Rudy Gangreich. I can't. It's not important. I just wanted to make sure this person gets credit for what they said. One of the costume judges at the ball who said, of course I know her. She's Myla Nurmi, the first woman in Southern California to wear backless shoes. I don't know why I love that so much. Oh, my God. I was like, I didn't realize that that was like such a thing, but it's like, we just associate the fifties with backless shoes. Like, you know, the little slip on. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And so, right. When Milo was approached by Hunt to bring the character to to TV, she decided to go sexier. She took inspiration from a fetish magazine called Bizarre. Look it up. Photos are beautiful. It's drawings. It's a cartoon, but like in the most beautiful, like bondage. That's cool. They're they're beautiful. It's beautiful. I was like, we have to do a little like a mini sewed on bizarre. It's a, yeah. And so she wore a waist cincher, a lifting bra, fishnets, patent leather belt, a long cigarette holder and red fingernails ready for creativity. She made her nails out of the heavy plastic from food containers which she melted, shaped, and applied with airline glue. Oh my gosh! To make did her- she invent the first acrylics? I don't know. It sounds she, like she it. did. Yep, she did. We, that's what we decided so, to make her tiny waist, which was seventeen inches. Okay, I, what it's I'm like about the size to say of it's like my thigh. Half. Yeah, yeah. So what I'm about to say, what how she achieved this waist, I do not agree with. But we're gonna mm-hmm. talk about it. Do not do this at home. She used papaya powder, which apparently is a main ingredient in meat tenderizer. And she mixed it with cold cream and she would rub it on her stomach and bound it with a rubber inner tube. Oh, yeah. Do not try that at home. No. And you saw M. Her hourglass figure was insane. And yeah, there was a rumor that she had ribs removed that was like spread around. But it was just really she was really petite. And so she oh really God. went, yeah. right? Cool. So she really went for buxom and campy instead of motherly and flat chested like Morticia to avoid plagiarism. Did so, she do that like inner tube thing every time she? I have no idea. I have oh my no God. idea. That's like that literally her waist is the size of my neck. Right? It's, 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 her proportions are insane. So I don't, I don't. I don't like that. I just don't, I just, I, I don't, I like that she is who she is. I just don't like that. That was a... It's not natural. Yeah. No. Um, And then Vampira was a souped up hearse with headlights, said David Skull, who wrote The Monster Show, A Cultural History of Horror, which I totally got lost in today. It's a great book. Her husband apparently helped her 
with the beginning of her career. And she said that she improvised a lot of her lines because she wouldn't get her script until about 15 minutes before airtime. What? Right? Yeah. So she was an improviser, which is all the more, like, incredible. She said, I added sex to the dead in an interview, which I thought was amazing. I really like her. And then there was this quote, and it was so funny. This person was like, doom, gloom, and (laughs) va-va-voom, which I love so much. (laughs) I like it. Oh, my God. And That's going to be, like... We need shirts like that. Right? Oh, I just like I just was like, that's amazing. She also said she was very inspired by the evil queen and Snow White, the looks of her and the way she spoke. And like you yeah. can really hear it when she talks because she saw that at age 14 during the Great Depression. Do <gasps> you think that like Angelina Jolie got her look from her? Because she there's they yeah, right? There's a lot. No, yeah, there's a lot, especially, yeah, just like right, just something so severe but so beautiful. So unattainable mm-hmm. about the way they look. Yeah. So uh, this is a quote from Myla or Vampira. The times, a.k.a. the 50s, were so conservative and so constrained. There was so much repression and people needed to identify with something explosive, something outlandish and truthful. And this story yeah. gets even better. Are you ready? Yes. She was like a modern day goth and performance artist all in one. She began to be Vampira in her everyday life. What? That's cool. One of my favorite moments is when she rented a vintage Packard convertible and was driven around while she sat in the back with a pla- a black parasol and she shrieked at every stoplight. What? Are you serious? <laughs> I love her. That's amazing. And she, oh also, my God. she ran for the nightmare of Hollywood and her platform was Dead Issues. <laughs> oh my God. Did she win? No, because it was just a gimmick. <laughs> I love her. And she, right? And she went to many restaurants and clubs in character. She made all of her dresses herself, except for one that Liberace made her because he was really close friends with her. And get ready for her next most like shocking friendship. So this disputed where they met. I got it straight from an interview with her about where she met James Dean at the premiere of Roman Holiday the U.S. premiere, and this was before he became really famous. Apparently, the first time they met, he took her back to his one-room apartment above a garage and read her a story that he wrote about a boy with a domineering mother who hangs himself. He reportedly had a noose hanging in his apartment, and he told her that he knew he was going to die from a broken neck. <sighs> dun, dun, and that's not dun. how he died. He I mean, died. Yeah, well, he broke his neck in that um, automobile accident. Right. And they were reportedly inseparable during this time. They would hang out after her show or just on whatever night at like 12, 12 a.m. Anything romantic or they just like, no, they said that they were just best friends, nothing sexual. Um, right. And I just, I think that they were just both like searching for someone to kind of push their boundaries. Yeah. But they apparently drove around in a convertible hearse, uh, all around like Melrose. And they were called the Midnight Watch. <laughs> Honestly, James Dean seems like he could be like her gay best friend. Right, totally. And he actually even painted her porch dark gray. That's not a euphemism. Like he actually <laughs> painted her porch gray. <laughs> I don't even know what that would be a euphemism for. Like, but you know what I mean? Like, like I'm gonna paint. I'm gonna paint her porch. I've like read that somewhere. Just in case someone thought, oh no, back in my readings, like it's a very like vulgar thing I've heard like said. We're going to have to look at the origins. But anyways, he even appeared in an episode of The Vampira Show 
where Vampira was a strict school marm and she wrapped his knuckles. Oh my God. Right. Oh. But she also has pictures with Elvis and she was nominated for an Emmy. So she like, even though she was only see- being able to be seen in LA, she just became this huge household cult name. Now here is where a lot of the story about her comes from her own mouth. And I think that she has making it like there's are, there are some stories that have been verified and there's some that haven't. I'm saying them all because they're all really fun and I'm going to tell you which yeah. ones. So she claims to have dated Orson Welles on and off for years. She said that the first time he ever saw her scantily clad in her boudoir, he said, magnificent carcass. Oh, yeah, that does sound like Orson Welles. And she also said that he gave her the clap. That also sounds like Orson Welles. Yeah, I could I could see both of those things. Right. And three weeks after the show premiered, she was photographed for a huge spread in Life magazine and was featured on famous variety shows like Ed Sullivan's Toast of the Town. But when she refused to sell her character to ABC, they canceled the show, of course. Oh, yeah. For how so. iconic she was, she was only paid $75 a week. Like, during the show. So after she refused to sell her character, she was blacklisted. And then James Dean also pushed her away, fearing she was, like, trying to cash in on their relationship. He said in an interview, I don't date cartoons. Ugh, James. Right? And she annoying. Right? I know. And she tried to reprise her role a couple of times for different stations with, like, little success. So she then moved to New York to find work on the stage. And she had to supplement her income by cleaning friends' apartments. She was attacked viciously in her apartment by an intruder whose nickname was The Vamp. I think it was just a coincidence, right? Really? Mm-hmm. You don't think he like knew she lived there? No, it was just like it was just like his nickname. He was like his street name. I really don't think so because he she wasn't in character. So I don't really think he knew who she was. Remember, she was like living in kind of like relative obscurity. Not, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, was she still married at that point? Or no, she had divorced. But like the timeline for her divorces aren't like, you know, I I just know she, like I say it a little bit later, but she was married three times and divorced three times. So she's like a single woman in the 50s who's been like, yeah, ousted from Hollywood. Oh, right. Okay. And her husband then divorced her, I believe. I th- Again, no timeline for that. Um, Probably. Yeah. And then so the fight lasted four hours. What? Sorry. With the guy who. Two hours. And she es- tried to escape four times from him. And so she escaped on the fourth try and ran uh, bruised and bloody with only like torn pants on to a nearby store. The intruder was caught. But this is the worst part. The newspapers and the tabloids exploited her story, saying that if she was dressed as Vampira, the intruder would have never dared to attack her. And then she returned to California to appear in Liberace's Las Vegas show at the Riviera. I'm still so mad about that. Victim blaming is never okay, guys. Nope. Not that anyone who listens to this needs to be told but right. and then again it gets it gets just it's so sad because her she had such a high but cringingly so okay. she was posing for some pinup shots in a grave that was empty waiting for a funeral and oh God. the grieving family showed up oh my god and the children wanted autographs oh she then sent a gag photo of like this like photo shoot of her like sitting on a gravestone to James Dean with an inscription that read, having a wonderful time, wish you were here. But James Dean never got the photo and died shortly after. 
This gag photo ran in all the tabloids with a new inscription in her handwriting, quote unquote handwriting, that said, Darling, come join me. She was nicknamed the Black Madonna and believed to be a witch who hexed him. Oh my God, what? Uh huh. For years afterwards, she got attention from the more morbid population. One admirer wanted to resurrect Vampira and have her go with him to a Halloween party. She turned him down, apparently yelling, leave me alone. My whole life has been a Halloween party. Yeah, it has. Right? Been. That man who then who had asked her to the Halloween party purposely crashed his car at midnight, killing him and his passenger. Like very a la what? James Dean. Yeah, I'm not even joking. Oh my God. And she had oh, like, shit. she had some fans that were like necrophiliacs that sent her like horrible letters. She had some fans who left dead animals on her porch. Oh God. And these people reportedly drove her to become a reclusive woman. Yeah. Just live with cats and plants and don't leave your house ever. It's okay. But she is now best known for appearing in the worst movie of all time by the worst director of all time, Plan 9 from Outer Space by Ed Wood. I don't know anything about it, but it's bad. It's like a a really bad, like, Night of the Undead type of... It's just bad. Um, So she looks like Vampira. She, you know, is in the Vampira, like, character. But she plays... Plan 9? Plan 9 from Outer Space. I keep probably having to look it up. Yeah. So she looks like Vampira character, but she plays Bella Lugosi's mute zombie wife. She said that Ed Wood's script was so bad she didn't want to speak. <laughs> she really? started right. Yeah. I don't know. Ooh, oh my god. And she started who, in, who did the art for this? She the art is terrible. The whole movie is terrible. It's well, now like I a mean, cult favorite as being like just so bad. The the art literally looks like if you like asked me to draw it, like she Looks like a werewolf. Yeah. Is she supposed to be a werewolf? She looks like a werewolf. And she's just supposed to be like a zombie person. I don't know. She looks, it looks bad. Okay. And then she started in a lot more like campy and niche movies, but nothing really revived her fame. So in the 60s, she learned how to install linoleum. Oh. And she opened, right? For money. And then she also opened an antique boutique. Say that like 15 times, which is called <laughs> Vampira's Attic. And oh, re- right. And reportedly uh, Grace Slick from Jefferson Airplane and the Zappa family were customers, like loyal customers. I would be a customer. That's right? really cool. And like I was saying, um, Myla Nurmi has been married three times and divorced three times. And her first husband, who was a silent film star as a child, and he was reportedly abusive to her. Again, I don't, there's not a lot of information about that. It's like trying to find a, out about a woman who was abused in the 50s. Like I was going to say, like, it was the 50s and that was, right. I'm sure, a very thing. Yeah. And so later in her life, like her, her interviews when she gets older they're amazing her outfits are amazing her glasses are amazing the way she talks is amazing i just love it all she was very open about her being psychic and she claimed that her mother was a witch and it was just also natural for them she claimed that her first husband came home from work one day saying that a tv show was being written about them and that show was bewitched and i was like tall tale indeed <laughs> was it that would be cool if it was that though. would be really cool so um her show Vampira, the Vampira show spawned dozens of horror host shows all over the U.S. And these hosts were making good money, still make good money. On 
her character being used for inspiration, she believes Elvira, Elvira stole her show completely. Myla Nurmia was trying to revive her character, Vampira, for a show in the early 80s for an executive producer credit. Like, obviously, she wasn't going to play Vampira. She was too old to do that. Um, Right. uh, She left because of creative differences, and Cassandra Peterson was hired to play Elvira. And the show continued. Myla Nurmi sued, but the court ruled against her. I don't know anything about Alvira. So it's just, she's the same. She's like, she has boobs pushed up like really high. Like, I love the way she looks. She's very campy. And I personally, I think she's. How do you spell it? All I'm getting is E L E L V I R A. Oh, okay. I was, oh, yeah, she's the same. But she's just like, no, but I think she's also very different. The 80s, she's got that like hair. Right. And so. Myla said in an interview that all Elvira did was add a crown and some elevation to her hair, change the spelling of her name. She demanded Elvira to grow a conscience. Again, it's like really hard to like figure this out because Elvira did make millions while Vampira made next to nothing. And if Vampira didn't create this character and this genre and this like thing, because it was all Myla Nurmi's, like Elvira would have never existed. But again, it's kind of like hard. It's it's a hard situation. But she also didn't. I mean, I guess she technically got it from someone else too. But like, she got yeah, just like exactly. She she took inspiration from Charles Adams comics, and it wasn't well, they weren't like, named Morticia yet, you know. But like, arguably, then she took Charles Adams comics and then like regurgitated it out, which then it later became Morticia because of her. You know what I, I mean? Like, well, Elvira was like in the eighties, right? Like eighties mm-hmm. and fifties. Like I feel like you, very different. Like she she played her yeah, character. They they were even saying she played uh, Myla Nordmi played Vampira very much like a very seductive like Theta Bara mixed with Marilyn Monroe mixed with like the evil like Queen from Snow White. She like played it very much in that way. Where as Elvira like definitely went like it looks really campy like. Like, Playboy model mixed with Jane Russell mixed with, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. I just, yeah. I mean, they seem different. Like, they look kind of look the same. They look different. Yeah. I can see where she got the influence, but it's also, like, it's not the same. It's, like, using it as an influence because it, it seems very different. It doesn't seem like their even attitude is the same. No, like, just no. And they both, they both approach it very differently. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um. So, Disney also confirmed that she was an inspiration for Maleficent. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's cool. Yeah, which I thought was mm-hmm. really cool. So I was like, go oh, Vampira. But it is very hard to find footage of the Vampira show. They were not broadcast for future airings because they were live. So they were not really saved. There are only the 54-ish kinetis- kinetoscopes, kinetoscopes. I'm probably saying that wrong, which are like what they were recorded on, which oh, like cool. Myla Nurmi tried to acquire much later in the 80s, but uh, supposedly they were bought out from under her. She made the accusation that Elvira has them which is not substantiated. Some lost footage was found and it was made into a couple documentaries. Like you can also watch like kind of like a full episode on YouTube, which was like spliced together. Myla Nurmi is played by Lisa Marie in the movie Ed Wood by Tim Burton. Oh, Obviously cool. they, they said like her, like the way that she played the character is not extremely accurate, but doesn't make it any less fun to watch for us. Right. And so she died at age 85 in 2008 of natural causes. 
She was proud of the characters she created until the day she died. And although Vampira was not as famous or as successful as some horror hosts that came after her, she was genuine, influential, complex, and intoxicating intoxicating to watch. And as Kristen Anderson said in her Vogue article, you can't keep a good ghoul down. (laughs) I love that. Oh my God. That's the name of this episode. Right. Uh, And so just before we like digress, my sources were of course, tons of video interviews, um, Wikipedia, the monster show, a cultural history of horror by David skull, vampira and appreciation of the undersung proto goth goddess by Kristen Anderson for Vogue and her obituary in the LA times by Jocelyn, uh, Y Stewart. Good job. That was so interesting. Isn't that fun? About that. That was a really good one. Oh, oh, I really like that. Right. And like, so now begins our obsession with Vampira. <laughs> I, I love her. I like, I don't like that her life went that way, but I mean, I guess it's just Hollywood, you know, it's like in the fifties. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't make it right, but. But she, just, she, ugh. there was, there was, I'm like, don't want to be misquoting her, but she said about. I'm leaving this world. She was saying, like, it wasn't, like, on her deathbed, but, like, kind of towards the end of her life. She's like, I don't have any social institutions or any, like, children, but I created something that will be left after me. And it's, like, true. It's, like, her influence is kind of crazy when you think about it. For all she, like, she, she, she had a TV show for less than one year. And I'd never even heard of her. Right. And like, but I've heard of all, like I've heard obviously Morticia and yeah. like all those other things. That's really cool. Good job. That was Thank so good. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Highlights of History. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Podbean. <laughs> Come <laughs> Come see how cute we are on Instagram at Harlots of History Podcast. If you enjoy us like we enjoy you, please leave us a five-star rating and review. It helps us tremendously. We release new episodes every Monday and salacious mini-sodes every Thursday to help you get through your week. Next week, we will be talking about Jack the Ripper Part 2 for our spooky harlots. (laughs) Um, so if you haven't listened to the first part this week, go back and listen to it. In anticipation and, for next week. <laughs> yes. So this is Emily. And this is Karamia taking back the word harlot. One episode at a time. Be a harlot. Not a hater. Bye. Bye. Bye.